The world today is so fast. How do you have an ice bath, meditate for 20 minutes a day, your morning routine around a family, a job? How do you actually manage that without going insane? I fell into a big hole of overwhelm because there's just so much information and I just had no idea where to start. You've got to be careful too, like the business coach who's promoting do this, this and this. Firstly, who are you? Have you built a nine-figure empire for me to even take that advice? You're going to be like, whoa, what the f*** is this, right? Because <laughs> people who become successful become successful from doing work, not from taking ice baths. Call me, son! And then I'll start work anywhere from 11 to 12, maybe sometimes even 1 p.m. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm like having conniptions <laughs> listening to this. I'm having so, anxiety. Uh, yeah. um, this sounds amazing. <laughs> right now, I go, F you, Mark. Like, bro, seriously. Yeah. Where do you actually work? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing about this is luck, boy this ambition Nothing gets in our way, we on a clear mission We making plans, we just trying to lift society Working so hard that we growing notoriety And we born with the drive, yeah it's inside of me Eric, Mark and James, we giving game, they inspiring Adam clear with the vision, it's so deployable You do what you want when you live in life, unemployable what is up everybody? Welcome back to Unemployable. Big news in the past week. We officially hit number one in the entrepreneurial category for podcasts in Australia on Apple Podcast Networks nationally. Now boys, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I did not see that coming. No, it was a, uh, a welcome surprise, but I think there's another point you're missing there as well, which is probably a larger um, uh, category on Apple Podcasts, is we hit number six in business overall as well. So wow. your business is definitely the bigger category. The, number six. Number six, yeah. Amazing. That's so awesome. What, what blew my mind about that was who was right next to us. It was, yeah. you know, we, we, we managed to get above one of the guys we all love, Alex Homozi. We were above Tim Ferriss. We were above two podcasts from the BBC. We were the number one Australian podcast in those categories, business and entrepreneurship, and, uh, and number six in overall business, which is amazing. And guys, I just want to be clear here. There was no gamification of this, right? Like we didn't jam everybody there on a particular day. We didn't flood um, anything to make this happen. We didn't hire an agency just to get the rank. It just happened. We just didn't think it would get there at all and just to be clear with that um because i've explained this to one or two friends and i said oh so you're number six just in australia from no no tim ferris massive podcast from the us alex amosi if you haven't heard him you've in the marketing you've been living under a rock so these are the biggest podcasts worldwide just the viewership within australia Australian we, we out we outrank those guys so that was um pretty nuts that that was a pinch yourself moment just, totally. i think that when the first time we looked at the rankings and we we're in between hormozy and ferris i'm like what is going on here I know. <laughs> you know in australia the uh the data tells us that 80 percent of the top uh, 10 podcasts nationally across all categories are domestically made podcasts so australians love australian podcasts yeah, well. Um, and in the top 20, it's, a, it's, a, it's like 75%. So to start the show, I just want to, on behalf of all of us, Eric's not here today. We'll cover that in a minute. But um, uh, thank you guys, because obviously without you guys watching or listening or doing what you're doing to help us grow the show, we wouldn't be there. So we really, really appreciate it. And we're going to continue to do our absolute best. All we ask, guys, is that if you do enjoy the content, uh, subscribe wherever you listen to it. So if you're on Spot Spotify, subscribe, like, comment. Uh, same thing on Apple Pods. Give us a review. Any of that stuff really, really helps. As you guys know, we don't make any money from the pod. It costs a lot of money to put this thing on. We have three full-time employees here as of right now here in the office on the Gold Coast with a fourth joining us shortly. And we have two full-time employees offshore as well. And then there's the four of us who are unpaid. So uh, your support really does matter and we really do appreciate and, it. And also not to mention uh, the nice message in the DMs you get of people who are actually really appreciating the pod. I know, Mark, you got a pretty cracking message from someone, a bit life-changing. I've had more messages from people or acquaintances in my social circle that I haven't probably spoken to some for six and eight years who are reaching out um, with a bit of a high five and a hand clap. So uh, keep them coming. It, it helps us feel a bit better about what we're doing as well, you know. So Ab Absolutely keep those messages coming. Yeah. They're a joy. Like There's nothing better than, than reading those. And, totally. and ask questions, you know. Like Drop us a note on the, on the website. Yep. Drop us comments in the YouTube. They're all being read totally. and passed to us if it's not us looking at it ourselves. Uh, guys, today's pod is going to be a 
a deep dive, really a discussion between three entrepreneurs and investors. And we're going to go deep into what it really takes um, to build a business and to build an investment portfolio in a modern world. Because, um, you know, the world today is so fast. We have uh, so much demand on our attention, like this podcast like this. We have, we've had listeners uh, write in and ask us, how do you get it all done? Like, how do you listen to Alex Hormozzi? How do you have an ice bath? How do you meditate for 20 minutes a day? How do you do your morning routine? How do you do all of that around a family, a wife or a husband, a job? You know, how do you actually truly manage that without going insane? And so we're going to dive into that and really reveal our morning routines, what our days look like. And I think you guys are going to find this a really, fascinating and helpful session. Uh, before we dive in, I just want to uh, pass along uh, 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 Eric's apologies. Uh, he's not here today. Uh, I do not miss having uh, somebody sitting here with very short, short shorts on, especially Eric. I do miss my punching bag mate over here though, so I'm, <laughs> I, am, I do feel a little bit, you know. Uh. Eric will be back next week, but um, uh, Eric, we wish you were here, but you're not. So uh, thank you uh, for uh, everything you've done so far. We're looking forward to diving into it, but he'll be back next week. Um, and, you know, going back to the show, you know, I was in Melbourne just uh, over the weekend for the Australian Open. Great event. And, uh, you know, if you haven't been and you, and you love sport, I can't recommend it highly enough. But I, I had three people come up to me over the course of the weekend uh, to say, oh, man, love your podcast. And no I was way. like, oh, my God. Like one was in the hotel lobby. Um, one, was at, <laughs> one was at the game. Another one was just on the street. Just crazy. The, 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 the reach of the thing um, epic. already, which is, which is bananas. So uh, please do that. I, I also want to just uh, show a couple of things here this morning before we get going. First of all, from the listeners who sent this in, greatly appreciated. Greg might be able to do a, a close-up of this in post. <laughs> But uh, this is a little flag that we got sent um, and uh, it's got unemployable. It's got all four of us on there on the pod. They're loving the, uh, loving the, uh, the content. And so I uh, really, really appreciate you guys for sending that in. And um, yeah, we love all that kind of stuff. We are wor working on some merch at the moment so that if you guys want to get a, a T-shirt or a hat or any of that stuff, uh, you'll be able to do that soon. This was the other fun thing that I got uh, over the last week or so. I caught up with a mate in Sydney and he said, hey, Adam, check this out. And he pulls this out uh, of his bag. And this is the first live seminar that I ever presented. It's at the Brisbane Convention Exhibition Center from 1999. Now check this out inside. Tape decks. This is a set of four tapes. <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't even know where to play that these days. I, you know? It's crazy, right? And it's called Building a Million Dollar Business. Uh, with Adam Hudson recorded live at the Brisbane Convention Exhibition Centre. So I actually haven't listened to it yet, but um, not all of it anyway, but I'm very keen to hear what happened half of my life ago. So 99, we were talking 25 years ago. You, you were 25 years ago I gave this. Overnight success, huh? That only takes 25 years yeah, to become yeah. an overnight success. Yeah, that's right. And, and wow. people often say you've got so much confidence on stage and whatever. I said, I've been doing this, dude, for two and a half decades of yeah. speaking and around this, this space. Yeah. Have you gone back and listened to to it? And um... I just I just started the first MP because I just had it converted to MP3 because I don't even have a tape player. <laughs> and um, I listened to the first five minutes, and it's you know I was married at 19. The first time I got married was 19 years old, and uh, it's actually got my ex-wife on there with me, which no I way. was completely shocked about because I was like I haven't heard her voice in 25 years. How did it feel going back knowing what you know now to 25 years ago? Was it cringe or you're like yeah actually that's oh, that you was, look stuff. I, I literally. I <laughs> Literally, you've only listened to two or three minutes, but I, I am fully expecting to cringe. <laughs> cringe <yeah. laughs> we, we should have we should have a poker night and I just stick to the background and just. And oh just my God. We should we should play some of the best bits on the pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's not get carried away. Um, all right, guys. We, we want to keep the subscribers, right? <laughs> yes, we do want to keep oh, the right. subscribers. But you know, you do look back, and uh, you know, you, you you know, you do grow. And and the most important thing is, I'm really proud of myself that I published. Right. And mm. there's a great book by Seth Godin called uh, Icarus Deception, and it talks about the importance of publishing your art. In my case, mm. it's communication and speaking and teaching. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing back then as much as I do now, but I did it and I published it and um, it, it's, it worked out in the end. So, um, you know, just get started. So guys, what I want to dive into um, to get, get this ball rolling is, is this is sort of inspired a little bit, a funny thing happened. I, I opened my YouTube <laughs> 
And in my YouTube feed, literally one video above another, one was uh, Huberman, and it said, the eight steps to the perfect morning routine. And then the very next video was Alex Hormozzi, and it said, fuck your morning routine. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so I've got to watch both of these and see what, what I can make of it. And I got to say, I really enjoyed what Alex had to say because, um, you know, I, I think we live in a world, and I, I certainly hear this sentiment a lot from listeners and from students and people that we come in contact with every day and experience myself. In the last couple of years, since podcasting has really hit mainstream um, and social media has morphed, it just seems to take and more and more of our day and our attention as marketers of information, including us, become better and better at, you know, getting us to click and watch things. How do we do all this stuff? Because like we're supposed to be in ice baths, we're supposed to be doing a gratitude journal, we're supposed to be doing a morning routine, 20 minutes of this, we're supposed to manage what we eat with our carbs and balance our sugars. And, you know, we're told that you've got to do these eight things to not have belly fat. And then you've got a, a wife, a husband, a, a kid, you know, and a business, which is, you know, I always say that having a business is like having a baby. They're easy and fun to make <laughs> initially, but all the hard work starts afterwards. And so you, you've got these startups and many of our listeners are trying to get from zero to one, right? Meaning from no result to a result. It could be zero to a, their first sale or zero to a hundred thousand or zero to a million dollars in a year but just get that first run on the board. How do you actually do that? So, and, and are you, uh, if I was to you know, see inside your worlds, are you that picture perfect, everything's organized <laughs> scenario? Like Absolutely. Mark, you're running a multi-million dollar business. James, you're running a multi-million dollar business. You're both investors. What's, it, what, what's your opening comment on this? Let's start with you, Mark. And, and then, James, I know you've got an epic story you want to share, so we'll d dive into that. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a really cool topic and a super important conversation, especially today and, and, and post-COVID, right, when, when podcasting has really blown up and there's just so much information out there about everything, but there's also like 10x the amount of information about health because now everyone has become so much more health conscious as well. I think... The, the first thing that I want to say is that these experts that come on and, and give their eight tips or their morning routine or, or whatever it is, like, like your uh, training videos, this is something that they've developed over 20, 30 years or sometimes a whole career. And we're getting all of that information in our morning feed from 60 different people and they're all giving us their own version of what it's taken them to get to the optimal place in their life. So I think that's, that's the first thing that I wanted to say. And, I, and like over the past uh, 12 months, this has probably been my largest area of time attention on my health, my routine, my regime, longevity, all these kind of things. But at the start, it, I fell into a big hole of overwhelm because there's just so much information and, there's, and I just had no idea where to start or what was, what was right for me. So I'll go into detail a little bit later what I did to kind of, you know, get through that overwhelm. But at the start, I, I, it made everything worse. Yeah, the amount of information I, made everything worse. Yeah, and I, I think this is a really important frame before we dive too much deeper is that everybody listening to this is at different stages. Some of you listening to this are 50 years old, you're a multimillionaire, you've got the base under you, you've got momentum. Um, you're in a different place to somebody who's in their 20s trying to get some equity, trying to get going, try to get a result on their resume. They're in deep in that learning, leaning into it phase. Yeah. So there are different phases to life. But a, a really interesting thing, you know, like when, when you're starting out, like a lot of these guys like Brian Johnson, you know, the guy who sold his company for $800 million and, and, and is now spending a million or $2 million a year or something on longevity. This dude's made his money. Let's be clear, yeah. right? Um, I, I follow Simon Beard on, on Instagram. Simon, a great guy, very, very smart, built Culture Kings here in Australia, sold at a valuation of $600 million. And if you follow Simon on Instagram, he's built a, an incredible home here on the Gold Coast. He's got a cryotherapy. He's got a plunge pool, hot pool, cold pool, wicked gym and he posts the, the what he's doing right but simon's built culture kings right i doubt he was doing all of that when he was building it and young people sometimes email and they go hey dude like i've got a business coach 
And um, this business coach has told me I need to have a gratitude journal every morning. I've got to do an ice bath every morning. I've got to do 30 minutes of cardio to get the adenosine out of the system because Huberman said my brain isn't clear. He goes, by the time I've done all this, that's two hours of the morning gone. Now, James, I know for you and I know for me, and I'll ask you as well, Mark, some of my best, most progressive needle moving work, in fact, most of it for me is done in those first hours of the morning. By the time most people are getting to work, I've done four hours of work, mm. for real. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that sort of puts a frame around it because people who become successful become successful from doing work, not from taking ice baths. Yeah, and you've got, you got to be careful too, like young guys, in your example there about the, the business coach who's um, you know, promoting do this, this, and this. Like, well, firstly, who are you? Have you built a, a nine-figure empire for me to even take that advice? Or are you just the same person I am over here getting feeling like a, a fire hose in your mouth from all these umpteen different podcasts and you're just dropping in there to make up some of your content to be part of your coaching program too? So it's like, let's talk about what, what's real for you, how does it work for you, and show me the evidence before I start jumping Because that's, that. that's another pandemic is 22-year-old life coaches, right? Yeah. Uh, totally. And that, you, you were talking before about some people's life work. Uh, been displayed, but fuck, seventy five percent of it is is shit because they've never done it. and They're making money out of selling the education too. Yeah. So again, so when it comes to, and we'll get to this in a moment about the the as I said, the fire hose in the mouth of content. It's like who do you really want to follow? And for me, uh, before we go too far in that. The, the, the bigger conversation I just generally go alright who's the two that make sense for what I'm doing right now and I'm just going to go deep on that and I'm just going to consume all their content and ignore and everything put the else. blinkers on otherwise you get completely sidetracked by shiny object and they're on different podcasts and you start listening to them and you know, well stop let's consume all their content and if it's relevant for me I'll continue then we'll go on, the, on the, you know, probably one or two guys at the, or people I should say uh, at any one time other than that I just turn all the noise off uh, and I said, go deep on that and pull all the gold out of, of their knowledge that they're put together over a set of time, a set of period of time that's proven results. So that's, that's the way I, I... I have made a conscious effort, talking to your stuff, Mark, not a conscious effort, a conscious decision that for the next 12 months, health optimization is not my primary focus, mm. right? Because I know what it takes to really, like I've got a mate right now who's just finished 30 days at the Bartley Time Chamber. You know, if you haven't heard of the Bartley Time, Time Chamber, um, you know, uh, Greg, you might throw up some B-roll here of, of, of them. You'll see it on, uh, on, uh, online there. But basically that you lock, get locked away for 30 days. You know, they feed you organic food. You do nothing but work out, meditate. And, and the before and afters, I just showed you guys off cameras of my buddy is insane. Like he, he looks awesome, right? But, and he invited me to go, but I, I can't leave right now for 30 days and do that because my priority is not that, it's making sure this podcast is gonna dominate and crush and, and do everything I want it to do. Plus I've got three other startups. Mm. So I've consciously decided, hey, I'm gonna make sure I have time to go for walks on the beach with my wife. I'm gonna go to the gym to the, the point that I can so that I'm, my body is lifting weights and getting strong again, and I'm gonna watch my diet. But I, I'm not going to be, you know, going into a Huberman uh, style uh, campaign. You just got to accept you can't actually have it all, in my opinion, and still be sane. Like my priorities are my business right now, my relationship and my health. And, and these days people sort of, it, they sort of go, unless I'm David Goggins, I'm a lazy, unhealthy person. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, like there are actually, in my mind, there's ways to actually still have a healthy life but not optimized. And then later, once these babies are born and grown up a little bit, then I'm going to go more fully into and, that. And then to that point, like Brian Johnson, if I've, I've watched quite a bit of his stuff online. It's like, I don't want that lifestyle full stop. <laughs> like, irrespective, I couldn't, I've, I've, either he'll, we'll talk to you, fitness regime, health, and all that sort of stuff. I'm good. And that'll probably, be, if I can, as Hamoji says, if you can't do it for a decade, don't do it for a day. So I'm all in. I've got my food worked out. I've got my fitness workout uh, worked out. That's all cool. And I'm happy with that for the next 30, 40 years. There might be some optim optimizations and tweaks in there, sure. But overall, you know, um, uh, Brian Johnson's lifestyle does not uh, suit yeah, me. He's, he's, yeah, he's gone really totally. extreme. His, man, his, his brand is do not die. That's his T-shirt that he yeah. sells. I mean, like period ever. He wants to live forever. Yeah, and how many people could afford to do that lifestyle? Mm. Correct. Not that many. I think, I think it's super important to understand where you are in your, in your journey as well. Like I think I posted on your, on your post that you put on Instagram, like most of these 
millionaires or, or people that have sold their companies that you see with the cryotherapy and the ice bath and doing all the longevity stuff, it's because they're trying to repair 30 years of damage that they've done to their bodies as well. And now that they are wealthy, well, they're like, okay, well, what have, what's most important to me now? It's time, right? So it's, it's about understanding where you are in your journey and why do you want a morning routine? Like my, my last 12 months were all focused on health because I wasn't feeling 100%. I started to not feel my best and I thought, hey, I need to take a bit of a deep dive into this to try and get better. You know, I'm now at the point where I've kind of worked out a morning routine that works for me. But that, that was a real hard battle and struggle to get there. And there was a little bit of overwhelm in that whole process. But I don't think there's a problem with that, right? Like if you're trying to build a business or have a relationship, these aren't easy things to do. And neither is health, right? So trying to find that optimum routine the optimum thing that's right for your body and your makeup, I think is worth the struggle. And it's, it's supposed to be a little bit hard as well. I think the dangerous thing is when you start doing things to become counterproductive. So I was monitoring my heart rate way too much. And I reckon that was just increasing my heart rate, right? Like there was, there was certain things that I was doing that became counterproductive. And so, you know, I needed to get help along that journey to kind of guide me through that process. Um, and so, yeah, we can, we can talk about how I did that as well. But yeah, knowing, I think the most important point is knowing exactly where you are on your journey And, and as not well. letting info polarize you because yeah. it's so easy to like listen to Goggins, right? I love Goggins. He's insane. Like he literally, I think he's insane. I think and it's so easy to listen to David Goggins and go, right, that's it. I'm going all in. I'm going to go and march in the middle of the night and do a 48 hour ultra marathon. Um, and, and just sort of be able to hear that and let things roll over you and grab the bits that are yeah. helpful for where you are at that time. And it starts with understanding first principles, like what is your priorities right now as a first starting point? James. Oh, I was just going to say to that point as well, like grab the, the, the bits that you need or that you can take from that and implement without having to you know, turn into to David Goggins. Uh, and you'd soon work out um, what fits your routine because uh, your body tells you. Yeah, yeah. D- 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 David Goggins used to push the SEALs in his team so hard. Like, none of the Navy SEALs even used to like David Goggins because it's like, <laughs> we're fucking Navy SEALs, man. Like, we're the elite of the elite. Fuck off. Because <laughs> he was just so psycho, right? Like, he's, he's on a level of his own. And I think we all fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to David Goggins or Andrew Huberman every now and then. And that, that can create some pain. But also that's his brand, right? That he, he, that's his, who his persona is. That's his personal brand. He's got to continue doing that. He became and, the guy. And Huberman, uh, that's his now personal brand. He can't start talking about you know, off, off shoot topics. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's built his brand that's around. It. Continue on with it. And, um, and monetize it, obviously. South Park did a great clip where it showed Elon Musk and all these rich guys landing on Mars. Finally, they get there and like, oh my God, we just landed on Mars. And there's Dave Goggins with no gear on running on Mars going, <laughs> about time you got here, bitches, keep running. You know? <laughs> like, no shirt on That's running epic. on Mars. Can we throw that up? <laughs> you can find that, Greg, and throw that up. Oh my be God. Awesome. We'll throw it up at the end of the pod, right? So throw it up at the end of the pod, but it's an epic little clip from South Park. So with that said, um, you know, hopefully you're at home here and this is starting to feel, giving you permission to not be David Goggins and not necessarily be optimizing your life all the time, you know, because there are times like, honestly, I, I get home and I've had a really, really stressful day and I just want to eat chocolate and I will, you mm. know, <laughs> like and it's not in my diet and it's outside the rules, but I mean, it, it's just part of life sometimes. Um, James, I want to talk to you about your last week because I think it'll help when people hear the inside running of people that we see people on podcasts, whatever you think, oh, you know, these guys have got it all sorted. We don't. We're just like (laughs) swans with our feet going under the water. No, it was like, and I'm not trying to compare us to Elon at all, but when I first, uh, one of the first pods we talked about Elon, it was one of the admirable parts was that he's scrappy and and he just gets shit done at any cost. It's not... You know, uh, he's doing his best. He's just doing what's required, and that's a, a quote from uh, the big fella as well, AH. But to, just for some context, um, about midway through last year, I, I went, okay, cool. I need to pick up my um, my output, and so with that, I went, right, let's start getting up a bit earlier. Let's um, get my my morning routine worked out, if you will, and um, um, and and see what where the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle box come together nicely. And so now it's a and I have done for quite some time. It's up at 3.45. I wake up before the alarm. The alarm's at 4, and I'm often well up before then. 
big bottle of water to get the, the uh, hydration up, short coffee, some sups, and uh, some of our new tropics that t- turn you into limitless, like Brad- Bradley <laughs> Cooper, and it's just like, fuck, it's, it's, so it's the, the deep work the period. The tropics are qualia you're using. Yeah, 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 yeah. Qualia, mind, uh, qualia, qualia mind. mind, yeah, they're crazy. So, um, and it's just like literally, um, like Cal Newport talks about deep work and how uh, irregular it is for most people. And I thought, well, you know what, my business sort of signs on around 7.38 and the noise starts, but between four o'clock and 7.30 to eight, that's my time. So I completely blocked it out and I go right on your to-do list or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, what is the most biggest, ugliest, horrible task that you usually put off? It's like, let's attack that prick first and just eat it. Because uh, that's when you've got the most energy for me, clarity. For me, it is. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not a night owl. Like, and so I'll, like I said, on, on the keys at four, yes, do the five-minute gratitude journal because it only takes five minutes. And uh, to be honest, I'm the most inherently lazy person there is. If there's a better, faster way to get the result, I'm on I'm all for it. So daily stoic takes you five minutes. So you get 10 minutes. By the time you had water, a coffee, sat down, got your head starting to click in the gear, you, and, you've, and you, your crazy pills have just about hit in. You can nearly count it. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> it's legalized drugs. Uh, you, you, fuck, yeah, you know, you love them. I know, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I got it from you. And I yeah, yeah. did the same thing. So I would, I, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I don't set an alarm. But if I wake up, I'm not going back to sleep. Nah. It's very rare. So I, I'm quite often up at 3.30. People who follow me on Instagram see it. Yeah. And what I do is I film the corner of my laptop, yeah. which shows the date and the time. Not just, and the only reason I do it is to show people, no, I'm working really hard. I'm not a magician here. Yeah, like yeah. like um, Conor McGregor said, there's no talent here. It's just hard work. Mm, yeah. And then I filmed the darkness of my living room. So this is where I am at four in the morning. I'm, I've got my, my black coffee, organic coffee, qualia when I really need to kick along. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I've, I've sort of got that... Uh, uh, out, you know, outlandish with Instagram just yet. I'm uh, new, to the, new to the platform, if you will. But a girlfriend of mine from Sydney said, "Oh, okay, you've got a minute to talk." And I text her uh, like twelve past three in the morning. That I, and there was uh, another one where she rang me. It was like half past five at night. And I said, "I haven't moved." And she goes, "That's not healthy." And I said, "Nor's, nor's your nine to five, so just let me be." <laughs> yeah. She says, when, when, we, "When will you be available to speak?" And I said, "Midnight." And she said, "Okay, fine. We'll call, chat tomorrow." So I said, "You know, all, all cool." So. That's the day, and then you know, at 7:38, off to the more, with the walk. The fitness never it, that does, that's non-negotiable. The walk to the gym, it's about two and a half k's. So yeah, what the, time's the walk? About 7:38, or what time I've crushed the 7:30 to eight in the morning. Yeah, then and there's about an hour, uh, hour and fifteen in that, and that's when the, usually the all the tribe comes online. And my, anything they need to know from me, I've already preset like at 3:34 in the morning. I think I'm nuts, um, and that's all done. So I just let the day that part of the day un. un Unravel as it will, um, then get back and. Um, uh, I mean, the guys on the pod here. I mean, the, here today, you would have seen email from me this morning at five a.m., four a.m. <laughs> same yeah, reason. Yeah. I was, so, so to be clear, you you, you get up at around three forty-five. You have a big drink of water. You have a black coffee. You have your nootropics, the, your qualia, and, and subs. And those other two pieces where you read the Daily Stoic, which is a book written by Ryan Holiday. You can get it on Amazon, and it's one page. That's only really half a page because it's, it's got a it, quote, a stoic quote, and then it's got an interpretation correct. for modern times under it. Yeah. And so you can you can you can keep the book forever because it's got one quote for every day of the year. So yeah. even if you miss a few days, just skip forward to the day that you're now sitting back down. And I do the same thing. A, a really good friend, a business partner of mine, gave it to me. Yep. Yeah. Terrific book. Travel with it. Cass and I often read it together to get our brains. Yeah. Know, and centered. then there's a journal that goes with it. So then it's like a little, a small task, which is like, you know, what's your interpretation of? And you could sit there and pen it out. So you make, not only do you read and go, oh, that was a feel good, um, you know, quote. It's like, well, how does that impact you and where you're at? So it's like a little, a little personal development shot in the arm every morning. Um, so, so, so you've got the daily stoic, you've got your, your, uh, your gratitude exercise. Five thing. minutes, five yeah. minutes. And, and then done. you're into the work. Well, it's, I'm waiting for, waiting for liftoff, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, cold yeah. coffee and the, the new tropics, and then it's, it's just I, great. I, it's almost the same for me. Like I, I, and the big task, like I'm writing a book at the moment, yep. and um, I've been chipping away at it first thing in the morning. And I'll get into the reasoning around why in a minute, around that in a bit deeper. But but same, I've I've found the same. I just don't try to unless I'm I wake up and I've like I'm in bed at eight thirty. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yep. So I get my minimum six hours. Yep. Five and a half six hours, and most of the time that's enough for me. Like my body just says it's yeah, fine. I can't, I can't get any past that either. So. Yeah, and so then I work. Um, and I've I've gotten over the guilt of of feeling bad. I've just said, well, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, and also with that, um, you know. Just for the people out there, I'm not complaining about it. I'm loving it. 
Uh, there's a big difference between, fuck, I've got to get up at 4 o'clock to go to work. It's like, no, I get to get up at 3.45 and crush this. And I love it too. Um, yeah. I'm just smashing it. It's the best part of the day. It's pitch black. You get to see the sun come up. Um, you, you knock a whole bunch of stuff out. I've got some team members that are offshore in Portugal and whatnot. If I need to have a check-in with them, they're done, which then has a knock-on effect for the on, on, onshore team because of the work that they'll do will be um, hinging on what they've done. So it all rolls well. well. So What I want to know, James, is what does the rest of the day look like for you, honestly? Yeah. Because... Sure. I know for me, um, I'm done by soon after lunch for most of the heavy lifting. Heavy lifting, that's right. So then we get into the into the day um, and meeting with business partner, sales meeting, um, and then start start to discuss a bit of planning. Um, and you know, bush, <laughs> anything that needs to be extinguished, any fires that need to be put out that team can't do that need a bit more of an authority. Look over the top of them. Um, and when you just acquired a company, it's a turnaround. There's a fucking lot of them. Um, so there's a fair bit of uh, input for, on our behalf at the minute. And I'll jump to a, 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 an upside to to doing the grind or the work uh, in this turnaround. But um, yeah, and then um, in the afternoon there might be a meeting like a with a. You know, we're talking to Chris and Sam tomorrow for AI implementation. That's a two o'clock in the afternoon meeting. I've cleared my deck. All the high, the big rocks have been done. Business is under control. Now I can sit down and go, right, let's have a think about how that will work for me. So that sort of meeting. But by about 3.34, I'm doing manual shit, like just life admin, paint a bill where you no brain power because your, your, your bandwidth is snapped after about three or four, 10 or 11 hours. You're, you're pretty well cooked. Um, and that's, uh, you know, let's go for a walk, um, grab some food for dinner, cook. And I might add too, this, this um, lifestyle, I have been single the whole time I've been doing this, so, and I don't have children. So there's a, a factor in there as well that I think is, is noteworthy that, um, you know, Mark's you, laughing at you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you. If you want to have a... you want super. To, you want, <laughs> you, what, the, the no kids, no wife bit? <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> no. Um, and so, look, it's, it's one of those um, regimes. I think you need to have a, as you do, Adam, have a pretty supportive partner with it or someone's on the, on the same trajectory as well because it could be... Um, um, it's deemed to be quite a selfish um, uh, routine um, given the fact that you're from 3.30 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, you're pretty much not in a relationship mode 90% the other, of the time. The other, the other great secret to that, where your partner loves it, like, you know, people often look, as I said, they'll look at me and go, okay, Adam's got multiple businesses, he's got some net worth, all these things. But I'm still working really hard. And the great thing about that morning routine for my family is like, for them, now looking selfishly at them, is when, I'm at, when I was down at the tennis, right? I was in the lobby. I stay at the QT. I'm, st- I'm in the QT. I'm in the lobby at 4 a.m., right? And I'm working because I know, and this is on a Saturday morning mm. uh, of the tennis. We went down for semifinals, saw Djokovic play on the Friday. Um, I'm there at 4 a.m. taking care of the stuff that needs to be done because I know the boys are here working on the pod. There's all sorts of details because it's a new thing. So when you've got new businesses for the first year, a big part of what you're doing is understanding all the roles so you're doing everything and you need to have a very clear idea of the standards that you want and be as clear as possible Mm. Uh, even though the guys we've got here are super super talented and lots of experience it's it's new for them in the podcasting and the information marketing world you know Mm. Um, Mm. so you've got copywriting you've got thumbnail composition you've got headlines and how they work together you've got all the data and there's a lot to this like when you look at podcasting it's not it's a lot of detail and you've got to articulate and manage um, the guys here, the offshore contractors that are working for us and all this. So I do that at you know, that time so that by the time Cass texts me at 7, 7.30, says, hey, sweetie, what's going on? I've said, I'm just in the lobby. I've just had a coffee. She goes, what, do you want me to come down for breakfast? I'm sure. By the time she comes down at 7.30, 8 o'clock, we have a nice breakfast together. I can shut the laptop because I put two, two and a half hours of work in and then we go to a Pilates session together we walk there for half an hour. I'm actually present because I've had that time. So there is definitely upside for the family as well. And also just with that two and a half hours, it's completely uh, un, you know, no distractions. There's a big difference. Between, no text, no There's socials. a big difference between my nine o'clock and 12 o'clock and nine and the, the four, four till seven. Mm-hmm. It's night and day. There's zero chance of getting a deep a project or deep work done from nine till 12 for me. It's got oh. to be done from four till 7.30. And I look at my WhatsApp it. groups, like we've got a WhatsApp group for the production team here. And I think yesterday there's, there might, if I'm guessing, 20, 25 messages in two or three hours, you know, and they're all important because the, 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 the latest pod came out this morning um, and, and they're all important because we're on a deadline. So trying to get any deep work done then 
is just not going to work, you know. What's your morning routine look like, mate? Because you, you, uh, uh, you've got a wife, you've got young Frankie, uh, so I'm yeah. assuming it's probably a little bit different it's, to mine. Yeah, <laughs> back on. Frankie's my, like one now, right? My, yeah, she just turned one. My, my morning routine is ex- extremely different. Um, I do, I do try and have a morning routine, but with uh, anyone that has children knows that sometimes that just gets thrown upside down and, and really sometimes you can't do anything about it. But I don't set an alarm, but I, I you know, wake up anywhere between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m., just depending on where Frankie wakes up. If she wakes up earlier, I'll get up earlier. Um, the first thing that I like to do when I wake up is my morning Wim Hof breathing. So I'll get Frankie up, I'll bring Frankie to, to mum, Mum will give her a little bit of a feed and I'll run into the living room. We've got a little area where we get some morning sun into our little uh, sunroom. I sit, I sit there as, 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 um, as uh, nude as possible, but I've got to keep some pants on because the people walking past can still see me. And I just sit What's there. What's your like, address? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not Eric, Eric, I'll give it to Eric when he gets back on, on deck. He might enjoy as long that. as you're not spinning, uh, sunning your sphincter, mate. We're all good. You're all, ble- all bleaching it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and I basically sit there and, and do morning breathing. So I'll do three rounds of 30 deep breaths. And then I'll hold my, so I'll do a round and I'll hold, hold my breath for as long as possible, usually two minutes, two and a half minutes. Then I'll do another 30 breaths. And that'll take me about 15 minutes. And then I'll go back in and spend some time with Dom and Frankie, just lay in bed, change a nappy, um, you know, do whatever else is required in, in, at that time. Um, I then, we then like to have, I then like to have a coffee with Dom. So I'll have my decaf because at the moment I'm not, I'm not doing caffeine. I'll put my MCT oil in it and um, they'll eat breakfast. I usually fast. I don't fast intentionally, but I fast before I train. Mm. And what I've now done is switch my exercise from, I used to do it at four o'clock in the afternoon, but I found that I wasn't recovering. My heart rate was, was staying elevated at night and I wasn't sleeping. So I do all my exercise in the morning. So we and I basically piss fart around for a couple of hours till about eight or nine and then Frankie's almost ready for her first nap and then when she goes down for her first nap I'll do my my workout so I'll either do a ride on the peloton I'll either do a weight session or I'll go for a walk at bare minimum um, and then yeah I, I, I do that I have my first meal Ain't nothing about this is luck, boy this ain't ambition Nothing gets in our way, we on a clear mission We making plans, we just trying to lift society Working so hard that we going no to ride And we going to drive can you keep a work journal for us because i'd like to see it <laughs> so so just just so we're clear as well like this isn't um, I just woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to create this beautiful morning routine. This is something that I've had to build for myself to stay sane. This is, this is, yeah. this is after going through a year of heavy anxiety and even panic attacks that I've had to say, okay, what is it that works for me to keep me level and baseline? Because That's I didn't amazing. have a morning routine at the start. I was just everywhere. Mark, you are, you, are, you are living proof that you can wake up at the crack of noon and still win. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was that or go insane, right? Like yeah. I, I used to wake up um, and, you know, having staff in all different uh, regions of the world, I would wake up to a message or a, or a problem and have to put it out. And I just realised after time how much of a toll that was taking because I wasn't in control of anything anymore. You know, the one thing that I'm getting listening to you guys when you say that you get up at 3.45 or 4.30 a.m. and you start doing deep work is that it's something that you're choosing and that you're in control of. Mm. Whereas I was waking up to a fire, having to put it out, and then I'm like, fuck me, like, this is, this is not good, I'm not feeling good. And then I'm up all day working till like 8, 9 o'clock in order to try and get things done because then the other half of the world is waking up and I've got to be with them. And so uh, after a long period of doing this, I realised it wasn't working for me and I had to adopt a morning routine. To be fair, you know, and, and I think that, you know, this is another nuance to this whole thing is it depends on your business. So James's business is in Australia. My business today is mostly in Australia now. Um, and the business like my American business um, is, 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 is 10 years old. So 
I don't, I'm not managing anything day to day. But when I was building an Amazon company mm-hmm. uh, or uh, when I had my animation business and living in Los Angeles, I was dealing with uh, Indian time, Australian time, American time. And that's a real thing for a lot of modern Absolutely. entrepreneurs because they're selling in American marketplaces or European marketplaces. And if your business is like that, you know, you get up in the morning so you can catch the Americans and then you got to stay up after yeah. five to catch the Europeans. And that, that I think, becomes quite dangerous uh, because yes. my nighttime routine and, and is I do spend an hour at night watching Netflix or something with Cass because it's our time to connect and just chill. Yeah. And I know that some people are horrified because that is so not um, in the vein of Hermosi or anything. It's like, don't watch TV, never do it. But for me, it's like it's our chill time together and we enjoy that. So if you are running that business like Mark's business, your manager is in Italy yep. and she doesn't come online till early evening yeah, Australia so four, time. 4 p.m. my time. So what, time, what happens after that you've done all that good stuff in yeah, the morning? So, so tell us so, the rest so, of the day. And, and you know what, just to, just to be clear, I, I would love to be able to do my morning breathing and my workout and have that routine down pat every morning because it really makes me feel good. But some mornings it just doesn't work. Right, and, and I try not to get too down on myself when it doesn't work because you know, shit happens or Frankie hasn't slept all night or whatever it is that's going on, sometimes it, it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, usually after that, so I'll have um, the late breakfast or the, the early lunch and then I'll go to, a, to either a shared workspace or I'll work downstairs in, in my apartment and I'll basically get online, see where things are at, uh, answer, um, any important things that, that need urgent answers, although at that time usually it isn't. So I'll just try and get on track. Um, and then I'll try and do, you know, from say 2 to 4 p.m., do my deep work. So it's before everyone else has come online and it's that time after I've gotten my morning routine in and I'm now away from the family. So, you know, for, for six months I was working from home and I had Frankie in the next room knocking on the door, basically crawling up to the door trying to get in. And that was difficult as well. So now I've kind of detached myself because it's unfair on her and it's unfair on me. And I have that usually about two hours to do that deep work or the most important task. Do you work into the night after that? Yeah. So then then my team comes online at around about 4 p.m. So usually our meetings, and we don't have meetings every day, but usually like at the moment, Mondays I'm flying to the Gold Coast. Tuesday morning I'm getting up, I'm coming here to do the podcast. Tuesday afternoon I'm flying back home. And so those two days are a little bit of a write-off for my business at the moment because I'm putting some time and energy into this podcast. So it's not, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. But uh, Wednesday, Thursdays and Fridays, usually I have a meeting around about four o'clock with my exec team. Um, and sometimes those meetings will... On Thursdays, for example, the meetings run from four o'clock all the way to eight, 8.30 at night. And then Wednesdays and Fridays, maybe till 6 p.m. And to be clear about what you're working on right so and that's another big factor is yep. how big is your goal how big is your dream yeah on the dry flash podcast where i talked about the toilets i said in that particular business i don't want to do certain things because i know what's entailed in those certain things sometimes if you just want to run a business that makes two three hundred grand a year profit you probably need to do a million million and a bit turnover if you've got a good business that's totally different than trying to build a nine-figure net worth, which some people uh, listening are trying to do. So it depends on your goals. Because no, so, well, you've mean, got we, another one you're starting no, right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, our goal is our goal is to with with both the brands to exceed you know well over eight figures in in an exit. So we're trying to build these to ten million dollar businesses plus. You know, one of them those established. One of them's established. And the new one. And the new one, which which funnily enough is an ice bath. Yeah, business. It's a it's an ice bath and sauna blanket. It's a wellness company. So, you know, but you're going to sell at Shopify, not Amazon. We're, we're going to do both. both. Yeah. We're going to do both. So, what phase are you in with that? So, we're, we're basically first three products are arriving at Amazon at the moment. So, we're starting with a mainstream affordable product sourced from China. I'm guessing. Yes. So you're yep. dealing with China time, yep. dealing with Australia time. So you're yep. sourcing, you're going to have all the problems and shit show of yep. dialing in your marketing, dialing but, in what's wrong with the but, product. But, but again, right, like this, this all comes back to me and my, my specific needs as an entrepreneur, right? Like responsibility is really, really high up on, on my strengths, right? So when things aren't or when things weren't going well, I would jump in, take responsibility. But in that process, I would kill the other person's creativity or autonomy and I would also drain myself of all my energy because even though responsibility was a high 
thing or high strength, it dra- it, there's a shadow side to that which drains me of my energy. So I'm making a real conscious effort to, to do less of the doing and to do more of the inspiring the others to grow around me. But that's where I'm at now in the business. I've had three years of having to do it all myself. But, you know, that three years has also taken its toll. So there, it, I think it is important that uh, it's like the, the, the book, The One Thing, which I think you recommended me, Adam, it says um, um, things like entrepreneurship uh, and your business and your career, they're rubber balls. You can drop those balls and they'll always bounce back. Things like your health and your relationships, they're glass balls. You drop those once, they crack, and sometimes they're irreparable. And so, I, you know, to your point, sometimes in startup phase, it's what you have to do. But you can't do that forever, necessarily, because the relationships can begin to crack. Yeah, and I think right? it is imp- so, a very important point there to, to, ex- to acknowledge that they are glass balls that you're juggling there. Yeah. And I, I do not agree with that grind culture at all costs because that is just dumb. Because yeah. if you're going to cash in your relationship or your health in exchange for it, unless your relationship sucks and you're actually doing it to get out away from your wife or your whatever, that's fine if you're destroying it on purpose. But, um, but yeah. health is no joke. And I've yeah. seen a lot of guys take and years to recover. With that, that whole grind ethos, like, you know, it may sound like you're going to have a 3.45, crushing it in the right through all you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon. This is not uh, a forever period. It's, it yeah. was from my specific sense. And you're eating well and exercising. And it, just, just, it gets done every single day. You don't, get, you don't go out and get on the piss. Oh, okay. Occasionally, I'll Occa- be honest. Uh, but yeah. occasionally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you, know, you, can't, you can't run that regime on, on the source. It, Unless just, it doesn't work. You, you fucking die. I tried it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I thought um, you were going to say you can't run it forever, and I'm like, unless you're Elon Musk. Yeah, well, you know, um, but to that point of the grind, it's like, okay, cool. If you, it's like a sprint, if you will. Like yeah. we've, we've just gone through a turnaround, um, and this week, um, well, last week, my business partner hired uh, a new ops manager who's way overqualified for uh, the role, which is great. You're hiring smart, much smarter people than us. They're sector-specific because you're going to run this thing with his eyes closed. So that grind for him is now at, at a point it's in handover. Cool, we can then go back focus mm. on doing deals. And that was the whole thing. And so what I'm doing here is the grind now yeah. to be able to then replace myself with a much higher um, um, uh, caliber person uh, which comes down to recruitment which Absolutely. I find a fucking pain in the ass so we're going to put uh, outsource the recruitment very shortly as well of said people so then I'll step out of that role that that part of the grind is that is going to be done template built and then we go back to doing deals which, yeah, is, my, which is my complete joy is going putting deals together not doing this business so the, the grind absolutely short burst you can't do it forever yeah. you got to go ahead Mark. no I was just going to say that the, there's a there's a concept in the book, the one thing called counterbalance. You know, I, I remember maybe six months ago, 12 months ago, my brother-in-law said, mate, like, you know, how, how do you fit it all in? Because you, you've got a kid now. Like, how, how do you fit it all in? I've just had my second kid. You know, I'm trying to do, I'm, uh, he's a, he's a um, house consultant, so land, uh, land, hand, house and land sales. He's like, how, how the hell do you fit it all in? And I'm like, mate, you, you can't all the time. And I basically introduced him to that that concept of counterbalance. And it's like, it's short sprints. You can, you can go periods of time where your focus for the next six months needs to be on work or doing sales. So if the market is booming, for example, you say to Alicia and, and the little ones, you say, look, I'm not going to be as present for the next six months because I'm going to be really, really busy. I'm going to be putting in the grind. I'm going to be setting ourselves up for you know the next couple of years. But at that time when he asked me, the market wasn't that busy. And I'm like, mate, there's, you could continue to make call after call after call after call. But the, the dynamics of the market at the moment mean that you're going to get limited um, output from those calls. So spend a little bit more time with your family. Now is the time to be relaxing a little bit more with your family because the market is not booming because it's a very cyclical business. So it's understanding where you are in your life cycle and, and, and being able to counterbalance. Where your business is in its cycle. Sometimes, exactly. like if you're in real estate, there are flows. There are times when you should be paddling onto a wave and there are yep. times you just need to be sitting out the back and waiting for the surf to pick up. I, I remember I didn't, go to a, I didn't go to a really good mate's wedding because I was just so like, and kind of feel a little bit guilty about it now, but I was just so, like at, at that moment in totally. that six months, I was just working. My head was 
things down. There are times in go. business where you're being dumped on over and over again, and that's part of it. But there was something you said there, Mark, that I think is very, very important, that you need to make um, deals with your um, relationships. Yes. And you need to make sure that, that, yes. that they are what they are. Yes. Right? So I think that's really important. You've got to actually sit down with your wife, partner, whatever significant other, make sure that your goals are aligned, the discussions have been had and the agreement is there. And the second part, I think, is you need to surrender to the work. And a lot of people don't, especially when they first start, they get in the boxing ring of entrepreneurship mm. and they don't expect to be punched in the face. And mm. when they do get punched in the face, they're like, what the hell was that? That wasn't in the book yeah. or that wasn't in the seminar. In fact, it was. You <laughs> just didn't realize that it was actually going to happen and hurt. And, the, the, you know, as Alex Hormozzi again says, you know, like, of course it's hard. Like, learn to love the hard. Stop getting, uh, you know, sad. First time you get pain, you move away from it. But experienced entrepreneurs lean into it and actually like james said what's the biggest hardest thing on this list and i'm going to crush that and not only crush it i'm going to you know because at, in your evolution as an entrepreneur um if i was to look back and people say geez adam your standards are so high look at the podcast you spent excuse me all this money in here um doing this stuff it's because what I learned is that when I was younger, I was a marketing person. You go and you learn all the techniques for like clicks and you know headlines and copywriting. Or you go and put in the effort to make a genuinely great product, which is hard work. Most people want to spend you know, 10 hours on the product and then go to seminars and spend 100 hours learning marketing. And then you've got to be a marketer for the rest of your life. Or you can spend 1,000 hours on the product and like what we've done here, people see the podcast and they go, wow, these guys have put in the money. They've hired the right people. They've had the conversations. There's somebody sitting there who really, really cares about every aspect of what's in the pod, the way that it's done, how, you know, how are we different, constantly pushing, pushing, pushing. And that's just this, right? Like that runs across all my businesses. But that, that level of obsession is what makes great. And when you've got great, then you can back off in the marketing. But it does require deals to be made with your spouse. It requires daily conversations with your staff. Like I'm constantly talking to the guys here that are in the studio um, recording and editing and doing the stuff. You know, this is why we're going for this standard. If you, and I told them before they started the job, don't join us if you just want to be a sit in the corner type of job. We're trying to take on the best podcast in the world and win. And that is not easy because I've got a massive respect for the people at the top of this game. It is hard. You've got to be so committed. But that's the same story across the toilets business, the, 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 everything. So, and, but then you've got to surrender to the work. Don't expect that outcome and then fight the work. <laughs> you know, if you want the outcome, you've got to surrender. James has just surrendered to the fact I have to get up at this time. I go to the gym. I do it. It's hard and I love it and don't feel sorry yeah, for we had a, We had a, like a shit show last week and it was just like, fuck, you know, again, at this point of a, a turnaround, um, it's like, hmm, a few things happen uh, with our complete front end funnel. We'll call it a policy violation, if you will. And then the next step from that is getting your accounts banned. And that is a major fuck up. Um, especially when you've got... You mean your ad accounts. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you've got like 12 direct mouths that eat out of your business and probably indirectly... No, a partner and a child it's probably 45 mouths lead out of that business it was like fuck I need to do something and it needs to happen now and I'm the only guy that's going to do it mm -hmm. and it needs to happen right now and I woke up at two, quarter past two in the morning because I knew, found out it the night before and said just fucking roll up bite down and just get it done and that you know, went back through to about 10 and 11 that night um, had a get everything plate from new funnels new domain setup new copy all the comms rewritten calendly this i've got this this consultant that consultant you're just spinning all the plates plus rewriting a lot of the units writing all the comms in the back end of a full-scale funnel um so at 11 o'clock that night i dropped off for a couple of hours of sleep woke up at two again the next morning to make sure that that consultant over in Portugal had done his piece for my guide at a r r clock on at six that morning to get it done to get submitted to the ad uh, ad uh, guys on Thursday because the public holiday was Friday, which means I needed ads running on Thursday, not fucking otherwise it would have been today they started running. This is nearly a week down. So it's like this is just bite down and get it done. And that's the reality. And it got it done. And at the end of it, I was like, fuck yeah, that was that was like. Whew. 
Knocked out, but it was like, had a win. It felt oh, pretty pumped did you, up. Did you, how many ice baths did you get in there in podcast episodes? <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah. right? That's my point. You've got to surrender that sometimes your routine is just, it's like having a baby. I, I was just, you know, you've got a plan, you've got a baby, fuck your plan. I was just about to say, I, I can give you guys a different perspective on all of this because I'm, I'm seeing it at the moment. But, you know, hearing you guys describe your uh, entrepreneurship journey kind of uh, reminds me of, um, parenting it's dom it's dom's journey at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. right it's a it's a mother's journey right yeah, it's, that's it's, mark's it's, wife by the way yeah it's 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 exactly the same as what basically i'm seeing dom have to go through but it's just every single night and it's relentless right so you know the i think the the, the point is whether it be children entrepreneurship if there's anything out there of pure value it requires this kind of commitment yeah. At, at some stage or another right yeah, but yeah. but you know yeah like the other night frankie was up every single hour and at 5 a.m we we're at the at the emergency room in the hospital because uh, she had just a um a crazy fever and we didn't have any panadol and we're like we, we need to get her to the hospital right the similarities so, between parenting the, the, early parenting and early business are just exactly some, the same. some days it feels like i've got five frankies uh <laughs> all the time, but they're yeah, four, yeah. they're between 21 and 45 you know and 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 like dom hasn't like i'm i'm sitting here able to do this morning routine and, and it's it's a necessity for me but dom hasn't been able to have yep. a morning routine for the last 12 months you know, she's just struggling to kind of yep. keep her head above water at times, right? So I, I, I do get it, um, but it is it is part of the journey of something that is worthwhile, right? Yeah, so I think that's such a important, uh, you know, insight that it is exactly like that. It's it's businesses and babies, right? <laughs> and like, you know, and, and that's a sort of a danger I think of um, the modern world we live in as well. Like I know when I was traveling. Uh, last year I was in Europe and I was there for a few months um, and we had an amazing amazing trip and then you'd see photos of us at Lake Como and you'd see photos of us whatever but you know you know I distinctly remember recently I was in Dubrovnik and um, you know I'm on a cruise ship with some friends from the Sunshine Coast we're having an amazing time but most days I was out of our cabin and down at the Starbucks at 4 a.m. with the Filipino guys that ran that Starbucks on the boat. And they would say, hello, Mr. Adam, how are you? And they give me my black coffee, 4 a.m. And I'm working. And people didn't see the results of that work for maybe three or four months afterwards. And it reminds me of what Jeff Bezos said, you know, that he got congratulated for Amazon earnings one year. He said, oh, Jeff, congratulations on those results. And he said, don't congratulate me for those. We, we baked those five years ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And so that consistent work and that deep work that gets done um, and, and is, is just part of it. Surrender to it. It's like parenting. If you try to fight it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's pointless. You've got to surrender yourself and fully vest in the process either way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fulfilling. And there is absolutely no way around the work and around the stress and around the drama. And it's, and it, it, I mean, I've never, I, I, I've almost never in the last 25 years gone away and never looked at my phone mm. or never, you know, checked in on my email. Almost never happens when you're a business owner. That's you, life. You, you made some important points and, and the surrender to it is, is such an important thing. Like I, I remember Dom saying the exact, those exact words before Frankie was born. She said, you know, I just, I just want to surrender to being a mother mm -hmm. and don't, don't get me wrong. At times it's fucking hard. And at times we go offline and we're not our best selves and, and whatnot. But um, I think that's something that, that she's done a really, really good job of surrendering to the process of being a mother. And she, she, hasn't, had, she hasn't had the ability to work on the business or a, to work a, on her body. A lot of people hearing that, yeah, right. work on a body, that's so common with women, you know, yep. like the sacrifices they make in that area. Yep. They, that they don't, I watch this with my own wife, she gives herself absolutely no leeway, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's like absolutes. And I'm like, honey, like, there's, there's just going to be times in our lives where it's just not going to be, absolute's going to break you. And you, know? and you need that leeway with one another as well. You, you were saying before yeah. that the, the, the agreement that you make with your partner is so important. Mm -hmm. Like we, we were traveling uh, for six months, we were three months in, in the US and three months in Europe and everyone's like, oh my God, your photos are amazing. How awesome's your life, this and that. But I had to work. Like you said, I had to work most days. Now I wasn't working full days. Some days I was working an hour. Some days I was working four hours, but that's the, that's the sacrifice I had to make. And that's the deal that I had to make with Dom. It's like, 
yes, we're going we're gonna to go on this holiday, we're going to travel, but there's going to be times where I'm going to be offline in our relationship because I'm online with the business. And I think uh, there could probably be another um, comparison or simile there to children and business as well. Like you guys are first time parents and there's not, well, there's probably a few playbooks written, but I'm sure just like in business, um, when you first sign up, if you knew what what was actually involved in the business, you wouldn't be signing up. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a lot like with children, it's like, it's, fuck, I didn't see this coming. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, and and then just the amount of work and it, to a, to a, the same as a project when you start a business it's like this shit comes out of the woodwork uh, and I suppose after you have business after business after business you just get used to it and the shock value is not there versus I'm probably going to say with a child and second child it's probably going to be a shitload easier than the first yeah and I think I think that's that's a really important point especially for people that are starting to get into entrepreneurship later in life mm. I mean I'm 40 and I've got a one year old so I've lived 39 years of life without a child and then all of a sudden you put this child into our world and I have to adjust. Entrepreneurship's no different. If you've, if you've uh, lived a nine to five for 40 years and all of a sudden you try and run a business, you're going to be like, whoa, what the fuck is this, right? <laughs> like, it's what certainly. the fuck is this? Because that's literally what we were saying with, with Frankie. Like, especially in the first two weeks of life, we were like chill in this love bubble. You know, we're like all loved up, not stressed or anxious at all. And this kid is just going crazy, crying. And we're like, okay, uh, where's she getting this from, right? And we, we realize that babies have their own personality. Businesses have their own personality. So, you know, and that's different to if you have a kid at 23 or at 19, you don't, you don't, not saying it's easier. I'm not saying it's easier because you have lesser means sometimes and, and whatnot, but you don't know better. Right, so when you start, things, you haven't seen the good life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying, Adam? <laughs> I mean, look at James. He's just like, I'm loving life. I got some cash. I got yeah, time. Right. I get to go to Europe whenever I want. No, got an so, app. so there's that. So there's <laughs> yeah, got an app. Yeah, there's that adjustment uh, period, right? Dial and, a and, um, I think it's the same with business or kids, right? If, you, if life's been a certain way for a long time. And then, and then in short, if you're listening to this and you're one of these people who's just had a kid called the business and you're ripping your hair out right now, going, oh my God, what the fuck have I actually done here? You're doing it right. That's and, and you're the perfect candidate for entrepreneurship. If you can handle a kid, yeah. you can handle a business. Trust me, I, I, it always surprises me how... how but they, they, they also like kids in that they get better and better and better. 100%. The longer you own them, the, the longer you run them, you know, they, they just get better. Caveat, some don't, and you put a bullet in them. You can't yeah. do that with kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like uh, parenting gets easier when, when you learn to let go and relax a little bit as yeah. well and right and and oftentimes when kids are misbehaved it's like it's sometimes it's it's sometimes not often sometimes it's it's the parents behavior around the house that's it's unsettling them so just like a kid yeah. like a business you have to work out what is it about entrepreneurship in me or what is it about parenting in me that's kind of creating that negative vibe. And so personal responsibility, you know, the same things. Kids spell love, time, um, spell love, T-I-M-E. Yeah. Um, business is the same. You know, businesses respond the same. If you, yeah. don't, if you don't focus on them, yeah. you're going to have a crazy business. If you do yeah. focus on them, you don't. Well, you, you've got to focus on... I think the point is you've got to focus on yourself yeah. because it's your relationship with the business or it's your relationship yeah. with the child. Because, yeah, you can have shit businesses, but most businesses are full of those shit sandwiches, right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Okay, so we've established that point. I mean, it's the same thing. So, um, you know, guys, I, I guess today's pod was really designed, the intention of today's pod was to take you inside of our lives. Mark, you know, having a one-year-old, you know, and a relationship and, and a, one established business, one new business, James in a, in a turnaround scenario and me with really two or three startups going all within, all younger than 18 months old, the businesses, and how we actually operate our lives in the real world, not lived through podcasts or what you hear is the distilled eight-step perfect formula. It's about surrender. It's about acceptance. It's about compromise, um, like all relationships. All those things. All those things, yeah. If you don't have those things uh, and you think you're just going to be the David Goggins eight steps to mastery or stay hard and all that, that's all great and it's all motivation and it's all fuel, but it's not reality. Mm. Um, and if you go into, into it thinking uh, it is going to be reality, you are going to have a, a new reality served to you pretty promptly. Um, 
So stay the course. It does get easier. I remember when we went around and saw Frankie and, and you guys. I think we were some of the first visitors. You were actually the first visitors at, at, to our house, yeah. To, to see you guys, yeah. And um, Cass was just because, you know, Josh is 25 and she's, <laughs> she was just like all gooey gary over it. But she was just so calming to Dom saying, hey, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, and, you know, it gets easier as you get older. So it's um and the same in business so stay the course you're looking at three guys that have had some experience in business now we've had kids before we know what we're in for and um and give you give yourself some leeway yes. and and be um be cognizant of first principles why you're doing what you're doing understand where you are in the process where your business is in the process and it will change as james famously always says you know if it's up good if it's down good because neither is permanent this this too shall pass this too shall pass such an important point give yourself some leeway if you've liked the pod guys drop a comment if you're on youtube rate us um you know if you're on apple Podcasts or on spotify we're going to close it out with uh the clip of uh of Dave Goggins running on Mars <laughs> from <laughs> South Park, so um, awesome. which would be a good way to finish it. Thank you for listening. Please tell your friends. We really, really appreciate your support. It makes a huge difference. We're, we're, you know, the more you like and subscribe and do those things, it helps build the channel and that helps us get better quality guests. Uh, on the show, as you can see, <laughs> we've got a full desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Hit that, over there. Yeah, yeah. that like button so we can feel that seat. <laughs> so we can feel that seat. Yeah. Now we have some good guests lined up, but the more subscribers, the more traction we get, the better we the, um, guests we can get on. And They're and coming. you know what we're looking to do with these guys is not talk about sort of general concepts of success, but actually get under their businesses. If you're listening to this and you've had some success in business, whether it's you've, you've got a business to a million dollars a year in revenue, you know, sort of a, maybe just there is enough to sort of contact us um, or up. We want to, but, but only come on the pod if you're really prepared, like I did with the toilets, to talk about the journey, the dollars, the margins, the tactics, that's the stuff that we want to bring you guys in the audience so you actually see under it and you're not just dealing with these high-level concepts. We want to move out of the clouds and into the dirt where the, where the growth happens. I, I, keep, I keep saying it, but you know, just even hearing your story sometimes, guys, it just makes my life so much better and easier because I'm like, oh, me too. Like, me too, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm normal. I'm going through the same thing that these guys are going through. So I love coming on the pod and hearing your stories, hearing that you... You guys yeah. tell stories because it may, it helps normalise things. So, yeah, I can't wait to dig into some Hit guest stories. Yeah, if you're l- listening or watching, if you had some traction, let us know. And we have a new sponsor of the pod coming on soon as well, mm. which is going to be exciting. So, awesome. there you have it, guys. Thanks for watching. Have a great week out there. We will see you next week. And thanks for tuning in. Bye for Ain't nothing about this is luck, boy, this ambition. Nothing gets in our way, we on a clear mission. We making plans, we just trying to lift society. Working so hard that we growing notoriety. And we born with the drive, yeah, it's inside of me. Eric, Mark, and James, we giving game, they inspiring. Adam, clear with the vision, it's so deployable. You do what you want when you live in life, unemployable. 